Oh. Casey? Uh, yeah. Um, we're doing the whole podcast thing today, right? Yep. And, uh, we're talking about how uh, these two guys, Jacob and Joseph, end up dying and pretty much a, a, a literary device for describing the 12 tribes of Egypt. 12 tribes of Israel, dear. Egypt, Israel. No, At this point, is it? No, nope. no, no. I really should just do this by myself. I, you know, <laughs> if I could use the recording equipment, I probably would. I bring so much to the table. Yep. What is up, heathens? Hi, y'all. Uh, today, we are going to be going over Joseph's death, Jacob's death, and the 12 tribes of Israel. You know, the guy that naked wrestled God and totes didn't fuck him in the middle of the night. We have to bring that up. Here's the good news, people. The good news is that we are getting ready to move into Exodus next time. Okay? This is the very end of Genesis. So, hopefully, we won't have to hear about Jacob not fucking God in the desert anymore. But that's that's the best part. No, you're going to find something else to talk about. Well, yeah, we have Moses that's going to Egypt and the, the wife, you know, cuts off the foreskin of, of one of their kids and throws it at, at Moses. So that'll be fun. <laughs> you know what I just thought? <laughs> Funny, funny, quick sidetrack thing. Sorry, people. But you know what that just made me think of? What? Um, there is a, I can't even remember who it is. In Star Trek, there's a guy who cuts off the ears of the Ferengi and wears them around his neck. Thing. How did you go from cutting the foreskin off of a child and throwing it at the feet of a man in order to please God to... You know in Star Trek when the guy cut off the ears of Ferengi and wore it like a necklace? Well, I mean, (laughs) have you ever seen the ears of the Ferengi? First of all, they're super weird. Second, the ears of the Ferengi are a sexual organ. Like, they get sexual stimulation and pleasure out of having their ears rubbed. That's got to be a very weird orgasm. They're giant. Have you seen them? Yeah, I remember. I remember. I know what a Ferengi is and everything, and how the women are are not clothed. Or they aren't. Like they 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 shouldn't be. Right. They should right. not be clothed and at any at any at any time. Right. I still don't know why is that again. Why um, are we talking about naked aliens? I don't know. I don't know. Sexually let's... pleasant, ple- pleasing them. I don't know. Can we? Okay, like, let's move go. On? Sorry, so, sorry, people. J- Jacob, this... Israel, terribly. Definitely not a butt fucker. He is <laughs> about to die. Let's let that's the scene. He's about to die. And so he he goes through, as we've seen previously in Genesis, when a father is about to die, he blesses his sons, right? Uh fuck the daughters. Fuck all women. We don't get shit. Um we don't get any blessings. The the men get all the blessings. We're just there to fucking pop out more boys. And if we have girls, well, fuck us well yeah i mean they're pretty much just bargaining tools which is interesting because they can't have more sons without the women so you think they would value them a little more because they really can't make children happen on their own uh no they can't but they also have that whole male ego thing going where they feel they think that the women wouldn't be able to survive without them and so it makes them 
better in some way. I don't know. Well, that's one thing that hasn't died out. Male ego. (laughs) True. (laughs) All right. So you ready to start this bitch? Yeah. Let's kill this butt fucker. We're we're not killing him. We're not killing anyway. Um, Okay. So we're going to be starting... In Genesis chapter 47 at the very end, the last couple verses of Genesis chapter 47 and then going straight into uh, 48. So um, at this point in the Bible, it's been 17 years since Israel or Jacob brought his entire family to Egypt. Okay, so he knows he's dying um, and he requests a burial in Canaan. Well, not technically in Canaan, but sort of, yes. Um, he doesn't want to be buried in Egypt. He wants to be buried with his fathers. So, you know, he wants to be buried with Abraham and Isaac. Um, and that's really important to him. So he calls to Joseph and asks him, Hey, if I've found favor in your eyes, put your hand under my thigh, which we've seen before. Remember when they do the blessings and put your hand under my thigh that happened with Isaac and them. Yeah. It's still weird. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm about to die. Please. Could you fondle the backside of my thigh? It's a very erogenous zone for me. Well, I mean, like it's close up there near your junk. So I don't know, I guess depending on how low it hangs. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, um, that happens. Then in, it says some, t- so he knows he's dying. He calls Joseph, says, please don't bury me in Egypt. Bury me in Canaan with my fathers. Okay. Um, Joseph swore to him, Israel worshipped um, at that point because he was happy that he would be buried with his fathers. So Genesis chapter 48, uh, Joseph's inheritance was assured. Um, sometime later, we don't know, Joseph was told that his father was ill. So he took his two sons with him to... Um, uh, where the fuck do they live? That, uh, damn it, the G place that we called Gollum. Now, see, we call it, we call them silly things. And Gorgonac. I, Goshen, Goshen, we call them silly things. And then I can't remember the fuck the real name <laughs> Goshen. Okay. So he brings his sons, uh, to Goshen to see their grandfather. Joseph comes to see Jacob with his sons and he sat up in bed and told Joseph that God appeared to him um, in the land of Canaan. He blessed him and said, I'm going to make you fruitful and you will increase in numbers. I will make you a community of peoples and I will give this land as an everlasting possession to your descendants after you. Does this sound familiar? Like we've heard it throughout all of fucking Genesis. Well, yeah, well, from I mean, Abraham thought, on, essentially. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we've pretty much established that the the writers at this point were like, "How can we pad this? There is only so much shit. How <laughs> can we pad this in order to make it longer and more interesting?" <gasps> we will just copy paste stuff and just replace a few words. Like that, just that's the common theme throughout the Genesis is that you lay out one particular story and then you'll just copy it and repeat it again. I mean, we saw that, um, ah, fuck. I can't remember. There was, there was a one story way, way, way back when where with, um, I shouldn't even bring it up. I can't remember it. Um, there was one, there was a father that came in and, uh, to some kind of ruler and, uh, apparently the ruler took the dude's wife. Was that, that was Abraham? That was Abraham and Sarah. 
yeah, Abraham and Sarah. That's right, Abraham and Sarah. And then uh, Abraham's son, I can't remember which one because he had so fucking many. Uh, he did the exact same thing. The guy took the son's wife yeah. and, and then everything. So, I mean, it's just copy and paste throughout yes. Genesis. So, um, Joseph goes on to tell him, now then your two sons born to you in Egypt before I came to you here will be reckoned as mine. So Jacob claims two of Joseph's sons as his own. Um, he said, just as Rubian and Simeon are mine. So those are his other, those are two of his sons. Now Ephraim and Manasseh are his grandsons, but now he's saying, these are my sons. Any children born to you after them will be yours in the territory they inherit. They will be reckoned under the names of their brothers. But he's he's taking on those two sons, his two firstborn. <laughs> what the fuck? Can know. you imagine your father being like, listen, I know that you had those two kids with her. They're mine now, though. They're mine okay. now. That's what he said. You kids, you call me daddy. You understand? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just so, it's so fucking weird. Like, what is Joseph supposed to do? Be like, well, me and my cuck self are just going to allow this. <laughs> <laughs> well, so anyway, he, then he goes on. So it, I, when Israel saw the sons of Joseph, so we're we're in the same visit. All right. We're still in the same time period. We're we're the next few verses here. Okay. Just now he was talking about his two sons and names them. Okay. Joseph's two sons come into the room and Israel asks, Who are these? The fuck? Okay. He says, who are these? And then Joseph says, they are the sons God has given me here. Then Israel says, bring them to me so I may bless them. Don't, how is he talking about them here? And then he doesn't know who the fuck they are. How you live in Egypt for 17 years and not know who they are. And you were just talking about them. So I'm really confused. Yeah. Well, I mean, how old are the kids? They're not kids. They're all, they're men. They're men. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, it kind of seems like, I mean, this is one of those fucky times, you know, I mean, it's like something's fucky and (laughs) you don't know what, what's fucky, but you just know that it's fucky. Well, so Joseph, um, Joseph brought the boys, his sons, they weren't boys, close to him. His father kissed them and embraced them. Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face again. And now God has allowed me to see your children too. No, God has allowed you to steal my kids, bitch. (laughs) Damn. Joseph removed them from Israel's knees and bowed down with his face to the ground. Joseph took both of them, Ephraim on his right toward Israel's left hand, and Manasseh on his left toward Israel's right hand and brought them close to him. Now there's a reason that Joseph placed them that way because the oldest, the eldest, right, should be to his right hand and the, the younger should be to the left hand. Okay. So there's reason why Joseph placed them this way. But Israel was like, nah, fuck that. And he reached out his hand, his right hand and put it on Ephraim's head which is the younger. And then his left hand like crossed his arms to choose alternate, like opposite of what he should have done. Right. Um, And so Joseph, 
so he ble- he uh, he did that and blessed Joseph. He did a little fucking prayer here. If you want to hear it, may the God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day, the angel who has delivered me from all harm, may he bless these boys. May they be called my name. Right. So this is where he's taking them from him Um, and the names of my father, Abraham and Isaac, and may they increase greatly upon the earth. Okay. well, so Joseph sees that he's doing the wrong hands, right, that he's crossing his arms and doing the wrong hands things. And he's pissed. And he tried to move his he tried to move uh, Jacob's hands to the right. He said, no, my father, this one is my firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. Um, And and. Joseph or Jacob says, I know my son, I know he too will become a people and he too will become great. So he says, nevertheless, his younger brother will be greater than he and his descendants will become a group of nations. So what I think is interesting is this has happened before where the younger was prophesied to be prophesied 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 the younger was basically said to become greater than the elder even though that's not how it was supposed to work well i mean isn't that how isn't that how it is with jacob Mm -hmm. jacob is the younger of jacob and esau yes and he stole jacob stole that remember right Mm -hmm. so i'm wondering you, do you suppose the person who wrote Genesis had like an older brother that got everything and he was mad? So he wrote this like the, uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> like the younger brother gets all the shit, bitch. I'm going to be better than you. I'm going to write the Bible that billions of people are going to follow. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a pretty good, <laughs> I mean, that, that that's a pretty good, uh, uh, chance. Um, I'm kind of, uh, wondering uh you know what the motivation would be for doing that having the younger surpass the older when these these are common themes i mean this these are common themes throughout genesis so you have to wonder why what's the motivation behind that well i mean for one thing uh you can kind of symbolically connect it to jesus Mm -hmm. because with jesus being you know god's son or whatnot it's also in early jewish uh, theology Adam is also seen as a son of God, the the first right. son or whatnot. And so with Jesus also being one, it, you know, God elevates Jesus, you know, to this, you know, firstborn or whatnot, becoming greater than to like his right Adam, hand, right to uh, uh, being greater than Adam and David and everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, also in Jewish theology. Um, it's very much based on adoptionism, mm-hmm. which is where the kings of Israel, which uh, we're going to be probably getting to after Moses or whatever, but the kings of Israel are generally seen as being adopted into it. Yeah. So this whole Israel adopting these two into it makes a lot of sense, uh, as well as, you know, um, Jesus not being like, the actual first son of God, because all the other Jewish kings and everything are adopted as the son of being sons right. of God. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because they always talk about God, my father, and all these things, and so yeah. Um, but the the adoption thing is is very interesting because that is a common theme here too, um, and it has been has been throughout throughout Genesis. Um, so anyway, yeah, so this blessing right here is to adopt Ephraim and Manasseh, Manasseh as Israel's sons in 
instead of Jake or Joseph's. Right. Um, and of course, Joseph being a cup. <laughs> well, so then Israel said to Joseph, uh, I am about to die, but God will be with you and take you back to the land of your fathers and to you as one who is over your brothers. I give you the ridge of the land I took from the Amorites with my sword and my bow. So basically he gives Joseph more than the rest of them. And Joseph has always been the favorite, which is why the other brothers sold him in slavery <laughs> <laughs> to begin with. Um, so from the beginning, Joseph was the favorite. Well, from his birth, Joseph was the favorite because he was Rachel's firstborn. And, uh, and so that's, that's who he's always favored. Um, so he gives him more. Um, so Jacob then called for his sons, all of his sons to gather around him so he can tell them what's going to happen to them in the days to come. Okay. So then all of I like how he chooses now to become Miss Cleo. <laughs> like, dude, Dad, you couldn't have told us like beforehand. You gotta wait until you're on your deathbed. Well, yeah, that's kind of the thing that they do. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of the thing they do. Man, I hope I become Miss Cleo when I get close to death. I hope you don't become Miss Cleo. Son, son, let me tell you, your future now. <laughs> that would be weird. You know, I could see you doing that even though it wouldn't be a real thing. Like I could just see you <laughs> fucking with somebody. <laughs> Let me tell you what I have seen. And there's no way to disprove it once you die. I mean, nope. <laughs> at least not to me. <laughs> Coming back to my grave years later, it's like, I didn't win the lottery, bitch. <laughs> and then on the wind you hear, got you. <laughs> do you want to tell everybody what we did with 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 um the boys homework this week why why are you hitting me <laughs> tell okay. him what we did with his homework that that whispering reminded me yeah so xander had a uh had a had a thing for um writing his spelling words uh he had to write sentences right mm -hmm. one of them was if uh, which is a simple word. I mean, he doesn't have problems with simple words like that, but he was having to write it in a sentence. So it was, it was, um, as soon as he said, if, and I just looked up and I said, if you build it, they will come. No, wait, he, it's he. It's I always he. say they. You did if say you, it wrong, but I fixed it. It's fine. Yeah. If you build it, he will come. So for the rest of the sentences that he had, that was the last one for the rest of the sentences. John told Xander the word and then he's like, okay, what do you, how do you want to use it in a sentence? So then Xander would come up with a sentence and he would say what he wanted and then he would write the sentence. Well, so this one, we pretty much commandeered the kids homework. <laughs> and we're like, this is the sentence you're using for this one. <laughs> and I wish, I wish we could have seen the teacher's face when she read that sentence. That would just be hilarious. Yeah, it would have. <laughs> anyway, this is, you know, how people fuck with their kids. Um, so anyway, um, 12 tribes of Israel. All right. So this section kind of gets a little, there's, there's kind of a lot, but, um, we're going to break it down a little bit into kind of what it means. Um, I'm not going to read all, I lost my pen. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm not going to read all of the, the words, but we're going to get through it. Okay. And this is, this is the beginning of Genesis chapter 49 in case you are interested. Reuben, 
you are my firstborn, my might, the first sign of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power. Turbulent as the waters, you will no longer excel. For you went up onto your father's bed, onto my couch, and defiled it. So, <laughs> wait, wait, what? So basically, this, go ahead. Well, no, this could be taken in several ways, okay? <laughs> So it could either be he took a woman and fucked her on the bed. He did. Well, and I'm saying like he could he could have taken a woman and fucked her on the bed or, or shit on it. Or shit on it. <laughs> like in either case, it's, can you imagine? Like don't don't you do it? Don't don't you do it? He gets up on the bed, pulls his pants down, like no no. Okay. Anyways, so this is kind of a dick move. Even though he's being prophetic, like he's saying, it seems like it's his choice. Like you've earned this future, right? Mm. Um, so anyway, clearly Jacob is still pissed about Ruben sleeping with Billa. If, if you remember, Billa is um, Rachel's handmaid. Right. So he's he's pissed because he sleeps with her. And so now he will no longer excel. He's basically come to his best in life but he does have a tribe of israel so there you go <laughs> can you imagine him being like hmm fair enough <laughs> <laughs> I, worth it <laughs> i did fuck your handmaid or rachel's handmaiden which rachel wasn't his mother leah was his mother right so you know i don't i don't know you know family trees get really fuck fuckered in this age like it's kind of the branches there, are crisscrossed there's, there's and a lot of well yeah there's crisscrossing there's circular ones there's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's lines being erased and redrawn very weirdly <laughs> to another person <laughs> yeah yeah okay so the next simeon and levi the wrathful now what's interesting is these two sons get put together um, there are technically two tribes, but we're going to go through this. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their swords are weapons of violence. Let me not enter their council. Let me not join their assembly for they have killed men in their anger and their hamstrung oxen as they pleased. Cursed be their anger so fierce and their fury so cruel. I will scatter them in Jacob and disperse them in Israel. So what this stems from is, do you remember the village that um, the prince, he raped their sister? Remember this? Mm -hmm. And they went to the village and they uh, circumcised all the men. Then three days later, killed all the men and took all their women mm -hmm. and all their possessions. And, and Jacob was pretty pissed about that. He was very upset that that would bring danger upon his family for well, their actions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he wasn't pissed that they slaughtered a bunch of people. They were pissed, or he was pissed because it could have potentially put danger to the family. Like, I don't care that you slaughtered these fucks. Right, that's what I said. Huh? He was pissed because it could bring danger to his family. Well, no, yeah, what I'm highlighting here is the, the how it's not, like, the moral aspect of it. No, it's just, no, he didn't care about the fact that he killed the men and the <laughs> fact that he took the women. They wanted the women anyway to infuse new blood into their, you know, circle jerk that they had going on. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, the Levites become priests and they become a, a group of priests, the tribe of Levi. They become a group of priests and they spread throughout the land. Right. The tribe of Simeon is the smallest and the weakest of all the tribes of Israel. And basically they just they they have nothing. They do nothing of any note. They're kind of shunned. 
Hmm. Yeah. Um, next we have Judah, the ruler. Um, Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down to you. You are a lion's cub, O Judah. You return from the prey, my son, like a lion crouches and lies down, like a lioness who dares to rouse him. The scepter will not depart from Judah nor the ruler's staff, or staff from between his feet, and he comes to whom it belongs, and the obedience of the nations is his. He will tether his donkey to a vine, his colt to the choicest branch. He will wash the garments in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes will be darker than wine and his teeth whiter than milk. So Judah becomes the largest tribe. All right. Mm-hmm. They're the largest tribe, and it is through it's with judah's tribe that the smaller tribes unite and become the jews okay okay um so next you have zebulun i don't know if i'm saying that right frankly i don't know if i'm saying most of this shit right but you know we're gonna go with it uh will live by the seashore and become a haven for ships his border will extend toward sidon okay so basically zebulun's tribe becomes an army um they what's interesting is as biblical scholars biblical scholars tend to view this tribe as a post-diction um so I'm not really, there's not a lot about this tribe um, other what you, than. What do you mean by post-diction? Um, not necessarily added later, but. Um, well, kind of, yeah, kind of added later. Okay, okay so it was just sort of a, 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 yeah, okay. Not that the name wasn't there, but the description kind of like how they, how they played a role um, kind of later um but supposedly a a fairly um a fairly significant army is what this tribe becomes okay okay um then you have isachar or isaac char or i don't know i every time i look at this name i feel like um it's a it's a pokemon Um, the indolent. Okay. So it says he is a raw boned donkey. Now raw boned, depending on the translation can mean either strong or bony and weak. So we're not really sure what the fuck happens with this tribe, but <laughs> it's raw boned. It sounds like somebody like, like likes to fuck women without a condom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, kind of. What'd you, what'd you give her? The raw bone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you might want to go and get some penicillin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe in these days. Yeah, that's probably true. He basically, the description is that he sees how good his resting place is, how pleasant the land is. He bends his shoulder to the burden and submits to forced labor. So this tribe becomes slaves or servants of the land. Okay. Okay. Um, Now, Dan's tribe. Dan's tribe is Dan the judge. Wait, 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 wait. It's just Dan? Yeah. (laughs) So we've got, we've got Ibuchanezer up there. We've got (laughs) Zebdala and then there's fucking Dan. Dan. It's kind of like, you know what that reminds me of? And this is probably going to be, this is, this is probably going to piss some people off. Sorry, not sorry. You know, when you call, um, like a, a, 
te- like a helpline and you know it's an Indian motherfucker and he says his name is Mark. Bitch, your name is not Mark. <laughs> like that is not your name. And that's kind of how I feel about Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Dan ate his name, but we're going to go with it because you know this is what the Bible says. Hello, my name is Mark. How may I help you today? We didn't, we didn't really have to go that far. Yes, we did. Okay. (laughs) Mark sounds kind of um, fancy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We didn't have to go that far there, Casey. Goddamn. Okay. So Dan's mother is Billa, Rachel's handmaiden, right? So Dan will provide justice for all people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan will be a serpent by the roadside, a viper along the path that bites the horse's heels so that its rider tumbles backward. I look for your deliverance, O Lord. Okay, so Dan is Dan's tribe becomes the second largest tribe after Judah. All right. But they never really had enough faith in God. So they fell into idolatry and ended up splitting up which we're going to read. We're going to read about the tribes of Israel as we go through the Bible. The, all of this, this is just kind of a quick recap of the tribes of Israel and, and what, and what these blessings kind blessings will go with blessings, um, kind of mean. Um, but as we go through the Bible, you're going to hear all the stories about all these tribes and what happens to them. Yeah. So, um, the next one is Gad. <laughs> G-A-D, Gad. Um, Gad. Gad's tribe plays a part in uniting the tribes under David, but becomes one of the lost tribes of Israel. Now, there are 10 lost tribes of Israel, and a lot of them fall to this. They're the smaller ones, obviously. Um, uh, Gad will be attacked by a band of raiders, but he will attack them at their heels. Uh, I, I don't understand the attacking at the heels bit, but um, his tribe is exiled. Um well, attacking them at their heels, I'm wanting to say that that is talking about like them like retreating or something like that. Like, I think to the heels means something about them turned and are walking away. Okay, well, so it's like it's like the guy who who somebody comes up to him and like bows up and whatnot, and then he starts walking away, and then you get the guy behind him that's like, "Yeah, you better walk away." That's Gad. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, anyway, Gad's tribe is exiled along with several of the other northern tribes because they worship differently in a way that uh, the other tribes do not approve of. So because they worship differently, they're exiled. Wait, 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 guys. You mean you don't fuck the goats before you slaughter them? (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. You understand me? (laughs) Okay, so the next tribe is Asher the farmer. Um... According to the Bible, Asher's tribe was involved in the conquest of Joshua. Um, he says, Asher's food will be rich. He will provide delica- delicacies fit for a king. So apparent, apparently he becomes a farmer. But the interesting thing is the, the Bible has them involved in the conquest of Joshua. But modern scholars agree that the conquest of Joshua as described in the book of Joshua never happened. Surprise, surprise. Well, yeah, I mean, pretty much the entire Old Testament is made up bullshit. Um, I, well, I mean, there's a lot of historical figures that are in it, but like Abraham's not a historical figure. Of course, Moses. Adam and Eve isn't. Moses isn't. I'm really not sure about Joshua. Uh, I mean, 
I know you said that uh, that scholars say that it, it did happen. The conquest, happen. Yeah, yeah, the conquest did not happen as the Bible describes it. Right. Uh, so, I mean, uh, I, I think that, that we're going to be finding out exactly how much bullshit is contained within this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting moving forward. Basically, Genesis, this whole, the whole 21 uh, podcast that we've done up to this point, is just laying the framework for everything moving forward is essentially what we're, what we're trying to get to. Um, so, uh, Nef- Naphtali, I don't know if that's how you say it, the eloquent. Naphtali is a doe set free that bears beautiful fawns. Um, this is, they basically have the same fate as Gad's, um, crew. They are exiled. They, um, become one of the lost tribes of Israel. There's nothing really special about them or their contribution. Okay. Um, Joseph the blessed. All right. So it's interesting because Joseph's tribe is not called a tribe. They're called, it is called the house of Joseph. Now, the reason that it is called the house of Joseph is because um, it is made up of two tribes, his two sons that Israel took in as his own, right? Mm-hmm. So Joseph, it's the house of Joseph and the two tribes are divided beneath them. Okay. So Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine near a spring whose branches climb over a wall. When bitterness archers, um, attacked him. They shot him with hostility, but his bow remained steady. His strong arm stayed limber because of the hand of the mighty one of Jacob, because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel, because of your father's God who helps you because of the almighty who blesses you. The rest of this is completely ridiculous. All about blessings and bounties. Okay. The point is the house of Joseph is the most dominant group. Okay. And the house of Joseph stands as a reminder. Um, don't sell your brothers into slavery. <laughs> Never works out for you. Well, so you whatsoever. Know, well, so, you know, Joseph has the gift of sight, like he can foresee things. Right. So wait, doesn't Jesus later or doesn't the, maybe not Jesus, but the Bible later says that that kind of shit should be stomped out like with stones. Cause it's like some voodoo. Shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like sorcery. But these are these are the the this is this is different because it's in the ancient times. Well, not really the ancient times. This is the time right after the ancient times. Okay. Uh, you're trying to apply logic to the Bible. Stop. Yeah, I know. Okay. It's a, it's a habit. Yeah. So the house of Joseph is supposed to be a reminder that those closest to God uh, will be the most blessed. All right. So the last tribe is Benjamin's. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning, he devours the prey. In the evening, he divides the plunder. Okay. So eventually, Benjamin's tribe, as we kind of talked about, joins the kingdom of Judah, comes on the Jews. But this tribe is an aggressive warrior tribe. Okay. They fight and they basically fall prey to evilness um because they are so aggressive and harsh and you know they're they're warriors and they commit evil acts because they fall into being warriors and not necessarily for righteous causes they do things they commit crimes of war let's just leave it at that um so most of the tribes are conquered by the assyrian empire okay so 
that's and and we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about the tribes uniting um we're going to talk about you know them becoming the jews and uh and being enslaved and all of those things we're going to get through that through exodus that's that's all coming up so now we have the 12 tribes of israel so all we're, we're Genesis, we're in Genesis chapter 49 still. All of these are the 12 tribes of Israel. And that this is what their father said to them when he blessed them, giving each blessing, each the blessing appropriate to them. Then he gave the instructions. I'm about to be gathered to my people. Bury, bury me with my fathers in the cave in the field of Ephron, the Hittite. Remember, remember all the way back to Abraham when he went and bought the cave and they, bar- they bartered over the price. Yeah. And he did, he did a fucked up way of bartering. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's where Abraham and Sarah are buried. Sarah was the first one that was buried there. So um, Isaac and his wife, Rebecca, are buried there and Leah died and she was buried there so um he wants to be buried there as well so then israel jacob dies um when jacob finished giving instructions to his sons he drew his feet up onto the bed breathed his last and was gathered to his people so it's like he just was like okay i'm done talking i'm going to die now and he drew he like did he curl up in the fetal position and died no he put his feet up on the bed he laid back oh, okay and breathed his last breath he laid back Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point, Joseph being the drama queen that he is, which this is probably really insensitive of me to say, sorry about that, but he threw himself upon his father and wept over him and kissed him. You know, Joseph's a big time crier. <laughs> yeah. I can see all the brothers just sort of standing back like pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is sad. And you know, if, if, you know, if one of my parents died, I would obviously be very upset and cry, but it's just it's like Joseph weeps all the time. Like we talk about Joseph. We don't talk about all the shit in between. It's just like every time we talk about Joseph, the motherfucker is crying. So it's just yeah. interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get the one guy that's probably just looking around like, oh, I'm just going to go and fuck uh, Leah. Is it Leah? <laughs> Billa. Billa. I'm just going to go and fuck Billa real quick. I mean, it, I'm already doomed, right? Might as well. <laughs> but you know what's interesting is that... um they talk a lot about Joseph weeping. Do you know what the shortest verse in the Bible is? What? Jesus wept. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. I mean, Joseph is a prefigure to Jesus. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus being a little bitch is the same thing. I mean, <laughs> Joseph being a little bitch. I mean, it makes sense. Hey, sometimes it's okay to cry. I agree. Sometimes it is okay to cry, but in, in these situations, um, I, I do believe little bitch is a very good adjective. His for, dad just died. And it was about time. <laughs> <laughs> he was like 172. No, not quite. We're going to get there. Um, so Joseph directed the physicians and his service to embalm his father, Israel. So the physicians embalmed him taking a full 40 days for that was the time required for embalming. I don't know how long it takes to embalm, but 40 days. I mean, that's not a coincidence. Uh, Noah was, you know, not, they were on the boat and whatnot. 40 days, 40 nights. Moses this has got four days. Jesus was in the desert for 40 days. Yeah. 40 is a pretty big number as far as all this goes. Like yeah. 47 and three so far. 13 are, or 12. 
yeah, twelve mm-hmm. uh, with twelve tribes of Israel and, mm-hmm. and shit. So I mean, it's very, it's very. Um, these numbers are very important. They go off of these numbers. They use these numbers to build their narrative. Yeah, and they're used a lot. Um, <clears throat> and the Egyptians mourned him for seventy days. So uh, what I don't know is. Did the embalming take place for 40 days and then there were 70 days on top of that or the embalming for 40 days and then 30 more days? I don't I don't know. But the whole 70 days thing is another one of those numbers that we've got in our prophetic number pile. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they try to predict when the Messiah is going to come mm-hmm. and it uh, it culminates in like 70 weeks or something like that uh, or 70 years or something. Along those lines, yeah, it, it, yeah, um, and so like that's why that's why I think the Christian religion cropped up when it did, because you know that time had passed and they were like, well, we didn't get this warrior that was supposed to come and free us or, or you know do anything or whatnot. We didn't get that, so they had to come up with a different way to explain their faith. Gotcha. So. <clears throat> What I find interesting here, it says, and the Egyptians mourned him for 70 days. Now, Israel had been in Egypt for 17 years. Okay. Somehow, Jacob became loved and and honored throughout all of Egypt. One, I don't know how. Um, I, I don't know how that happened. There's never any kind of description as to how that happened. Also, the motherfucker didn't know his grandsons. <laughs> but all of Egypt loved him. I don't get it. I don't get it. Also, they were kind of cast out to um, Goshen because they were shepherds. They were herders. And Egyptians were disgusted by shepherds. They thought that they were lower human beings. So I'm not, again, you have lots of things that contradict and don't make any sense. Well, right. But I mean, when you're going back and you're making up shit about history (laughs) and you don't have any kind of like reference material to tell you what is batshit crazy to suggest, Mm -hmm. you're going to get batshit crazy shit like this. Yeah. Okay. So uh, when the, when the days of mourning had passed, I'm not sure if it's just the 40 or the 40 and the 70, or I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not sure if it's just the 70 or 70 and the 40 for embalming. I'm not sure how all that works. But when they'd passed, Joseph said to Pharaoh's court, I ha- if I have found favor in your eyes, which is ridiculous, Joseph is the second most powerful man in Egypt, uh, arguably, arguably the first, the only reason he wasn't technically considered the first is because he wasn't Pharaoh. Um, <clears throat> uh Speak to Pharaoh for me, he says. Tell him my father made me swear an oath and said I am about to die. Bury me in the tomb I dug for myself in the land of Canaan. Blah, blah, blah. Pharaoh said, go up and bury your father as he made you swear to do. So Joseph went up to bury his father. All of Pharaoh's officials accompanied him, all the dignitaries of his court and all the dignitaries in Egypt. Um, Besides all of the members from Joseph's household and his brothers and those belonging to his father's household. Only the children and their flocks and herds were left in Goshen. Chariots and horsemen also went with him. It was a very large company. So, like, every fucking buddy went to bury this guy, right? Which, I mean, of course, they have to make a big deal of the burial of Israel, right? Um, oh, that salty butt fucker. Why, why is he salty? 
I don't know. They're chews, aren't they? Always salty. Oh no, you did not say that. Just because <laughs> not, I'm not even going to continue with that. Okay. Um. So when they reached the threshing floor of a tad near the Jordan, they lamented loudly and bitterly. And there, Joseph observed a seven-day period of mourning for his father. I don't know what the fuck this is for because they've already been mourning for a months, right? I mean, not, not that it's not okay to mourn your parent or the loss of somebody that you love for any significant period of time, but God damn, man. Well, maybe they walked into his room and found like, I don't know. like No, they were like, traveling. They were traveling when this happened. Oh, maybe they found like a cloth that reminded them of him. and they Well, they like, got to Canaan. So I think that's it. They seven more days i just need seven well they got to canaan so that's probably they 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 got to canaan so they were finally there in his land so that's probably why i don't know um then jacob's sons did as they commanded them they carried him to the land of canaan buried him in the cave um near you know all all the fucking words that don't matter um and they buried him so this is Genesis chapter, we just went through um, the burial 10 through 14. All right. So Genesis chapter 15 through 20, or Genesis verses 15 through 21. I said this totally fucked up. Genesis chapter 50 verses 15 through 21. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Okay. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, he died months ago. Y'all embalmed him for 40 days, mourned him for 70, then traveled, then mourned him for seven more, then buried the fuck. Y'all were there. What What does this mean? What, they just now figured out he's dead? What did they think they were doing? Were they high? I don't I don't know. Maybe, maybe they didn't realize that he died in route. And they he didn't die was, in route. Maybe they thought he was just sleeping a really, really long time. Oh, for I mean, sake. Joseph Joseph cries like a bitch about everything, so it makes kind of sense <laughs> that he would just. It cry doesn't for make no it reason. doesn't make any sense. So <laughs> I don't know if we're backflashing here, but I don't understand why they wouldn't put this section. It seems like they would put this section before the embalming. Okay, so this seems to fit in right after. Um, Joseph, the place where Joseph, where Jacob dies and Joseph weeps. All right. That this seems to fit there. Um, but I'm not sure why it's here. So it's, it's just poorly written fiction. <laughs> maybe. So it says that the brothers, the brothers are, are fearful. And it says, what if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph because they weren't all in the same room and then traveled together. I don't, I don't understand this section at all. Um, saying your father left these instructions before he died as if Joseph wasn't there when his father died. Mm -hmm. um, this is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers it, uh, the sin and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now, please forgive the sins of the servant of the, of the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept <laughs> like a bitch. <laughs> His brothers then came and threw themselves down before them. So if the brothers were going there, I don't understand why they sent the message ahead of time. They were also all together. So I just, I do not understand any of this timeline. Um, and his brothers threw themselves down before them. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended for it 
God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And they're talking about the him being in Egypt and the seven years of harvest versus seven years of famine and what Joseph did to save all those people's lives mm-hmm. um, because they wouldn't have known about that elsewise. Right. right. Um, so then do not be afraid. I will provide for you and for your children. He reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Whatever. Okay. So then let's move on to Joseph's great Joseph's family after Israel's death. Okay. So Joseph stayed in Egypt along with his father's family. He lived 110 years and saw a third generation of Ephraim's children. Also the children of Makir, son of Manasseh were placed at, at birth on Joseph's knees. Okay. So great. Um, then Joseph said to his brothers, uh, I, I don't know, this is, this is years, this is years, years later. Um, it tells his brothers, I'm about to die, but God will surely come to you and your aid and take you up out of this land to the land. He promised an oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay. Um, Joseph made the sons of Israel swear an oath and said, God will surely come to your aid and then you must carry my bones up from this place so joseph died at the age of 110 and after they embalmed him he was placed in a coffin in egypt which is not what he asked them to do but whatever i mean hold on this whole timeline is fucky because i know know. wait they, they brought his body to canaan to bury Jacob. They brought Jacob. Jacob's body to Canaan to bury. Well, that's what I meant. Jacob. Oh, so this is Joseph. This is he Joseph. Was, okay, I'm sorry. This is years later. Years right, later. Right, right. So Joseph is is embalmed and, and put in a casket in, in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what did he ask him to do? He, he asked, asked them to take his bones, carry my bones up from this place. He didn't want to be buried in Egypt either. Just like his father, he wanted to be brought to the land that was promised to them. So it's interesting because for so for almost the entirety of Genesis, we've been discussing the how how Israel becomes set up and we've been discussing the promised land and we've been discussing all of these things that are going to come to fruition here in the next couple of of books. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're talking about when Moses loses his GPS for 40 years, (laughs) right? Sure. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I think I did that in reverse though. Did you? Okay. I'm supposed to warn of the spoiler before giving the spoiler. This this book has been out for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that most people, if they I'm pretty sure most people haven't read it. But for those who um haven't, even so, I'm still certain that most people have at least a little bit of an idea of what happens. Mm, I don't know about that. No. No. Okay. They still need spoilers. Jesus dies. The fuck, man? <laughs> Technically, does he die if he rises again? God damn, you gotta spoil it? <laughs> so, now we are done with Genesis. Yay! Yay! Next time, we are moving on to Exodus. Finally, now we're going to get into more stories that didn't happen, and you're going to figure out why exactly Moses' wife cut off the tip of her son's penis and threw it at the feet of Moses. Oh, man, we're going to talk about all we're going to talk all about Moses, all about Moses. And it's interesting because, dude, right, like I you're going to get like an 
a few a few verses um basically saying okay here's here's how we got to this next place in history but we're gonna skip a fuck ton of time mm-hmm. okay between now and and when we get to moses and it's it's gonna start off with talking a little bit about moses and it's gonna go right into um the um plagues on the egyptians and all of these things like we're gonna get i mean it starts out right with a bang well right um which which is indicative of these type of of hero types mm-hmm. because with moses you know he's pretty much like his whole genesis story of you know the mother putting him in a basket sending him down the river and whatnot is basically a copycat of sargon of cod not the youtuber but another <laughs> figure in history that had a mythological birth and whatnot. He, um, I mean, Moses is pretty much copied from that. Um, at least his birth story is so. Um, and we're going to see more of that adoptionism. Well, yeah, we're yeah. going to see more of the adoptionism and everything like that. Uh, you know, Moses being raised by somebody other than his father and all this other stuff. Like it hits the the Raglan hero scale or hero pattern mm-hmm. really, really close. Which, I mean, it seems to make sense because you know he's a fictional character. I mean, he's a fictional heroic figure. Yeah. So. Yeah. But anyways, guys, we really appreciate you joining us today. If you have not pounded that like button, you best crush it now. Also subscribe if you haven't yet. You crush that subscribe button. (laughs) You normally say that. I just thought I'd jump in. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. I missed that. Anyways, guys, I would love to hear your, well, actually read your comments. I can't hear you guys comment on things um i would love to read your comments down below let us know what you think about genesis in general actually let us know what your favorite part of genesis is yeah or which part you think is the biggest load of bullshit mostly Uh, you can work with that too yeah that one too that one works uh we just (laughs) want to see what you guys think um so leave those comments down below and i guess we will talk to you later don't forget to stand up and use your voice bye guys Bye, y'all.